According to Mike and Tony is intended for a mature audience. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, beautiful people. This is Daylina Tenen. You're listening to According to Mike and Tony, the best podcast in all the land. The best podcast in all the land, according to Daylina Tenen, ah. who was one of our past guests. We are back in the studio. This is our 49th episode. 49th. Wow. Turning, Nine. turning 50 next week, buddy. Next week, our year. Year anniversary. One year anniversary. Can you believe we've been doing this an entire year? And then plus, if you do the math, fifty episodes in a year—that's incredible. Ooh, fucking kicking ass and taking yeah. names. How you been, buddy? Pretty so, good. Pretty good. I've been. I told you before the the podcast. In honor of our one year anniversary, I've gone back and started listening to all our old episodes, and it's like so funny listening to the beginnings. Like like I was telling you, I had the voiceover yeah. in the beginning. Anybody the who goes guitar. back and listens, yeah, that's all me. If you're ever wondering, the voiceovers oh, yeah, right. the guitar, your intro guitar. Yeah, we had the guitar, <laughs> the guitar intro, which is much different than what we got now. But anyway, next week though is going to be fun, man. We're going to do our fiftieth uh, uh, episode. It's also going to be our uh, Bruce Leroy's calling me right now. Huh. How messed it would be if I just answered it and then put him on the pot, put him on my <laughs> microphone. I think he'd love that. <laughs> anyway, we're having a big party next week. Jose uh, Francisco, Francisco Espinosa, Espinosa, our first guest, he's coming back. Yes, and he is gigantic. Yeah, he is getting fucking huge for his competition next year. So that'll be fun. There's gonna be a lot of people here on mic, off mic. It's gonna be fun. Of course, you are welcome. But I'm not gonna say who you are yet because I haven't introduced you. I'll just give it a minute. In studio, my dad is here today. Howdy, folks. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. How doing, about you? Doing good. Doing good. This is the first time we've done an AM podcast, so it's a little... Yes. I've had yeah. way too much coffee. <laughs> we're bouncing off the damn walls at this point. I'm um, happy, man. You were hearing the voice of uh, a dear friend, a past guest. Uh, my good buddy, David Freshman, is on the show with us today. Hi. How are you, man? Hey. Hi, guys. Hello. <laughs> How's life treating you, buddy? Oh, it's good. It's good. It's been very busy and uh, very exciting. Lots of things coming about. <laughs> yeah, yes. Uh, first and foremost, me and uh, my dad just got a show recently. Went out and checked you out at the, uh, how do you say, is it Shabin? Shabin? Shabins? Shabins. Yeah, I'm not even close. I'm not even close. I said Shabins, I think. I said Shabin. Shabin. It is the same cocoa butter. It sounds better as you put Irish whiskey in. Yeah. I said Shabins, baby. Quit slobbering on yourself, Bobby. What is that? That's the Shabins. That's what it is. It's the Shabins. Oh, man. But it was really good seeing you the place was packed we walked in and unfortunately we missed a large part of uh your solo stuff right at the beginning but when we came in you were up there killing it and the audience was feeling it everybody that's what everybody dreams about because I, I i've been playing a lot of shows i played a comedy work show and it was fun it was packed you know but people are sometimes elsewhere you know and when you're yeah. gigging and you're out there grinding that happens and you have those shows like that but the sh- 
show of yours we went to, people were all facing you, which was awkward because there were TVs in different directions. The bar was the opposite direction, but people were facing where you were on the stage yeah. and were just in the moment. We walked in, the music sounded damn good. You guys were yeah, rocking dude. out. Uh, it was uh, it was a really good time, Thank man. Uh, so uh, thanks for doing that. Thanks for putting your art out there because oh, it's a pleasure, pleasure to enjoy it. And uh, you were uh, putting out your CD that night. Yeah, what that show was was last Friday, October 23rd at Shabin's Irish Pub in Aurora. And um, it was my CD release party for my debut CD, uh, Fresh Life, which is available uh, all over the world at this point. CD Baby, Amazon, iTunes, Spotify, uh, many other places. Um, so what this was, was it was a coming out show with two of my bands. Uh, the first group was The Fresh Experience, which consisted of 10 musicians and singers. Um, these are a good majority of the people that were on the studio CD. Yeah, which you're the center of, essentially. Yeah, I'm the the guy who wrote the songs <laughs> and played and played them yeah. yeah 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 some talented people man there was a lot of talented people there uh, a lot of good singing and and uh yeah. drumming and so everybody everybody that was on that stage and i was definitely taken back by that it's one really cool mm. thing about you one thing i love about you is that you bring people together and you bring musicians together wow, uh and you. and we always talk about it on the show i mean we we beat that dead horse like crazy how much we we love community and bringing people together and seeing it because it wasn't just the people on stage it was the people in the audience some of these are friends and family and people yeah. who just love the music and it was it's just neat to see everybody come together and then you realize like I think that's how you do it right in life. You just do yourself, tap into your heart, put your creative energy and your juices out there. Juices. Oh, God. Maybe don't put your juices out there. That could get you in trouble. Yeah. So I'm holding my hand up. Like I'm, yeah. Can I get the juice? What kind of juice are you talking there, Jimmy? I know. <laughs> the juices here. Oh, my here. God. No. Get that off my shirt. <laughs> <laughs> get the spray and watch. Okay. Uh, no, man. I love you. And it was. it's it's fun to see that. And I just appreciate what you're doing. That's oh, all. Oh, well, thank you. Really thank you. Yeah, there are some very special people. And we had people from different parts of the country there, actually. The place was packed, and I had family. Uh, my mom, my late mom's brother was there with all of his family, the Fleischers. And uh, we had a sax player, Chris Strain. Yeah. Chris is a very, very nice yeah. guy. He, uh, he tours. Uh, one of the people he worked with for a very long time is uh, a bass player named Bootsy Collins. Yes. <laughs> top, top player. Yes. I never heard of him. No, <laughs> that might have ran a little bit of his music. <laughs> <laughs> but everyone gave their hearts, and uh, I was so thankful. And then after the Fresh Experience played, my other band, which is a cover band, Tough Grooves, got on stage yeah. and played for two hours. Oh, so. man, you guys are so much fucking fun, dude. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. my God, you guys Thank are fun. You. I actually took a video and put it up on Facebook. of at one At one moment, you were soloing and stuff, and it was <laughs> just a great moment, man. You guys have so much energy up there. And not to mention, uh, you nail the shit out of covers. Like, they're so spot on. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> That it's, it's it's really enjoyable and everybody's loving it. People dancing, people getting up. It was, it was a good time, man. 
Oh, thank you, Tony. Thank you. So yeah. what are the what are the main covers that you guys always do? Well, you know, Tough Grooves actually prides itself in doing six decades of music. <laughs> six decades. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. That you shows how old Nar- Narrowing it down, I see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, we do stuff from the 50s. Um, we do everything from Elvis to Eddie Cochran and... Buddy Holly and all those kind of guys. We do 60s, uh, early Stones, Beatles, the Zombies, the Kinks, uh, all that stuff. 70s, uh, many great, great artists. 80s, like Joe Jackson and The Cure. 90s, uh, all the way up to, um, you know, current, like, uh, neon trees, everybody talks and yeah, stuff. Dude, Fresh has a billion covers. <laughs> yeah. Anytime I do a song, I always, I, he already knows it. It's just, hey, I learned a new cover. I'm like, oh, yeah, I know that one. Okay, cool. Like, All right, drop it down a half key. Let's do it. Yeah. Well, the reason why we do that is we like to keep our shows fresh and yeah. innovative. And, uh, you know, when people, my belief is to always give people value for their money. Um, and we'll talk more about that in a little while regarding the CD. But when people work hard every day and they need to get some release, I consider music a real gift from God. And it gives people a chance to escape from the doldrums and, you know, daily grind. To be able to come in and see a show for a couple hours, three hours, and forget your cares, forget your worries, put on yep. your dance shoes, sing, laugh. It is the most beautiful release. Well, good job. You know what I'm talking about. And dance. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, man. So. Yeah, no, totally. I think it's a great thing, man. I love it. I love that you're yeah. out there doing it and that uh, you are there. I, had, I told the story on the podcast because you talk about giving people you know, value for their money and i was in las vegas not too long ago and i love street performers and i was kind of joking about how i give a ton of money to street performers all the time <laughs> especially if they're good and they're working hard and stuff but we had this i won't go through too much detail but basically there was a scam going on where there was this two little girls and her mom and this girl was just an amazing amazing presence like she was on the sidewalk but it was like she was on a stage had the whole audience captivated and she was gonna she had picked like six volunteers and was going to do some dance thing and she said before i start though i'm gonna go around and collect some money and she goes around with her bucket and i'm like oh, okay she's hustling and then uh she goes back and then they start the music and she's like pantomiming really big counting the money out of the the bucket and then she stops the music or i think her mom stopped the music at the pa and then she grabs the mic and she says hey you know i only got 14 dollars. unfortunately that's not enough we're not gonna be able to do the show um i'm gonna go around one more time and then she went around one more time and she comes back and she goes look folks i only got two more dollars uh that's not enough uh i'm unfortunately we're not gonna be able to do the show thanks a lot and have a good night and they just shut the pa off and she kind of went back over where her mom was at and stuff and people were like what the fuck and then they just kind of you know, scattered and people sort of did it. And I was wondering, I didn't know, is this, is she going to do it again in a half hour? I didn't, I didn't really know. And I'm sorry for the listeners who've already heard that story before, because I pretty much told it exactly the same. But, uh, 
the that's disappointing and that's exactly my thing was like you rip people off because you didn't give them any value for their money because it looked like it was going to be good we were all drawn in there was a good crowd there people just going oh this is going to be neat and then just to be like it's not enough money like i thought about us you and guys i know you know out here the denver music scene and what we're doing and there's nothing like that you can't survive here it's too authentic you got to go out and do what you do you know always and you got to give people 150 percent man well like you said earlier uh, the last episode you, you mentioned that they robbed you they robbed everybody they literally, i am they literally, stunned they literally they literally robbed somebody yeah. took money from them yeah. wow and it's sad because there was a lot of good street performers in in vegas there was a lot of good musicians and and, and you name well, it you can go up to uh you know boulder to the uh 16th street mall up there and uh I think no oh, Pearl, Street. Not, Pearl Street Pearl Mall. Street Mall. Yeah, thank up. you. I knew it was some kind of mall. <laughs> <laughs> and and they'll give you great music for free. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, that is wrong. Yeah. Yeah. It, it and I don't know. I I feel, almost feel like I'm more upset if um they would have done the show for a certain amount. I'm almost a little more upset about that when I really have been thinking about it because then I'm like, otherwise, then you're just like, if you're just a straight up scam artist, okay, whatever. You got good at this one little spiel and you're making a lot of money. Mm -hmm. But like, if you actually have like a limit, like a certain amount of money, then you're doing it wrong. Get off the street and figure out a different way to do this because that's, if you're really, if that's what you're after, you got to go a different route than this because, you know what I mean? So I think I'm more frustrated if they actually are performers and they do have a lot of talent and they want success but they're doing it the wrong way what also sends a very bad message to the people like us who do the work and don't do that we don't rip off our gives a bad name fans. Right? it gives to all entertainers name. yeah that's uh it's it's really fucked up you, you know as as i mentioned everyone is working so hard today life is is tough let's not get ourselves so to get out there and have someone you know i'm going to tell you guys the story okay and i'm going to leave names out so sure yeah um when i was looking at doing the cd release party there were a few other places that contacted me places that you guys are familiar with and I chose not to go to those places because, one, they wanted to charge a pretty high cover charge of upwards of 10 or $12 for my fans, mm. family. I would have happily paid it, just so you know. And, well, <laughs> that's very kind. <laughs> yeah. But they, they would also limit the amount of time I could play. Mm. And I thought, you know, people are working hard and it's one thing to do a cover charge show, but you want to be able to give people at least two hours or more. My average show is usually between two and four hours. Okay, so it's always a lot of music. And I was not happy with these places wanting to, for lack of a better word, gouge my fans. Oh. And one of the places was pretty rude to me and even said well i don't think you'll be back and i said you know you're going to one of our competitors and blah 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 woof 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 and i was like hey you know fuck off no you're like i'll <laughs> be back here in two years when you're not here anymore and yeah I'll play here exactly again. <laughs> when the place has a different <laughs> yeah. fucking name i'll be here again yeah, yeah but you know that that's my belief i believe in ethics and i believe in honesty and commitment and you guys are the same and uh yeah, I just, I won't tolerate 
people being ripped off in any manner. And I think these places do that too as well. And that's not even including, you know, the cost of what you want if you want a drink, you know, and pay whatever, five, six, seven dollars for a beer. That's nuts, man. Yeah. No, I mean, it is, and that's not a new thing, those places. This sort of the structure and the pay structure when you look at what the artists are making and then you think about how responsible they are for like the liquor sales and stuff like that. Me and that's you right. had many conversations about that. It's a, you know, you're working together. And I think that's a mistake a lot of rookie musicians make because they don't quite understand that this is what the big picture is and sort of this is what your role in it is. Mm -hmm. um, hey, Dad, stop messing with your mic over there. Hey, <laughs> that's you. Yeah, I was like, it's hey, like <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Sorry. Red juices. Sorry. Spreading juices. <laughs> Spreading juices. <laughs> oh Wait a second. What have I gotten into? Is this a concubine house? Uh, oh, my God. Is that you, Martha? Yeah, Martha. Oh, what man. are you doing up there in that? It sounds like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you can take us down a tangent road like nobody I've ever known. I just want you to know that. Um, so what do you got going on right now? You got some more shows coming up? And yeah, stuff like I do. That? I do. Yeah, thanks for asking. Um, Monday night, I'll be at the Walnut Room. Oh, yeah, I'm playing out the Walnut Room. One, yeah. yeah, that's a real special show. I'm playing with uh, Sonny, uh, who plays with the Corporation and Sisters of Rock and Dreamboat Annie, and Danny Vigil, who's an excellent singer songwriter mm -hmm. like you. And we're doing all original songs. Yeah, Walnut Room's cool like that. Mm -hmm. um, is this your first time playing over there? Mm-hmm. Mm, beautiful, man. I, I, I haven't played there either. It's definitely on the list, though. They are super. That's a yeah, super cool joint. They, uh, they heard what we're doing, and this is a songwriter's concert. So Sonny, Danny, and I are one of the groups, and I think, if I'm not mistaken, all the different groups of songwriters are women. And so it's going to be a night of original songwriters. Nice. Yeah. Our set's going to be about 25 minutes. And uh, Danny, Sonny, and I are working up a bunch more stuff that we're going to start debuting much more in 2016. All originals with harmonies that are just devastating. All original material. And that's actually where I'm starting to go a lot more to. Tony, you've actually been instrumental in that for me because what do you mean? Uh, I've always wanted to do more originals. But, you know, you have to sort of walk a balance when you're playing. People want to hear songs say no. And you take a big risk. Like when last week I played, I played 75 minutes with all originals except one cover song yeah, and that was awesome. pretty risky <laughs> yeah uh but people were very endearing and embraced us and it gave me the confidence lately i've been having people now that i have a cd out they're like you know you need to tour behind this the biggest thing that stops people is fear once you get that foot out there and you realize that you're like people respond well and you're like yeah, yeah. you can do it man yeah, and it's a balance, too. You know, you, you don't want to be, well, I'm going to force this stuff down your throat. <laughs> but on the other hand, you want to be able to sort of mix it up so that they walk away with good stuff. Just like in a concert, if you go to see Led Zeppelin in the 70s, they might do a few of their favorite, favorite songs that everyone loves, and then all of a sudden they're going to spring on you Houses of the Holy that has yet to be released in another year. 
<laughs> yeah. I'm talking true. Something okay? they're working on. Yeah. yeah. And so there's a degree of faith. Pink Floyd did the same thing in 75, where here they came out, they played, and they were touring behind Wish You Were Here. But what did they do? They opened up with Raving and Drooling and You Gotta Be Crazy, two songs that became sheep and dogs from animals and were not released till 1977. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there's faith and trust that has to be part of this, and I think that's really an important thing. Yeah, are we talking juice now, guys? Yeah, <laughs> no, <Okay>. no. <laughs> and for the listeners, my dad—I don't even know if he realizes what he's doing—but you keep messing with your mic, and we can hear it so loud and clear in the headphones. Oh yeah, I don't hear it. <laughs> we do. I'm busy. <laughs> he's busy. It's okay. All right. we've, all had, we've all had a little too much coffee here this morning. Perhaps. Sally, will you touch me there? <laughs> oh, oh my god, coffee doesn't do that to you. <laughs> Something else. You know, it's Saturday morning and we're already like working like it's 3 a.m. By the way, remember, guys, set your clocks back tonight. That's right. Oh, that is tonight. Get that extra hour. Yep. yep. Set your clocks back. We'll always, fall back. Does that always line up with Halloween? No. Okay. No, they've switched it around. It used to be a week before Halloween. Yeah. Okay. But Somebody gave them a like two-week two extension. <laughs> set your clocks back one hour. Yeah. Fully into fall. Huh? Yeah, so now my daughter will wake up at five instead of six. Oh, yeah, goody. <laughs> oh, oh, goody. Extra hour of sleep. That's so good. We get an extra hour of sleep. Bob Spring Cadillac, where the freeways meet in Downey. <laughs> where are you? Where is this? It's like, you know what it reminds me of? Like when you hear those things where somebody's flipping channels on a radio and you're seeing like random shit that's comes exactly through. where that came from. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually, uh, yeah, that's enough. That's a, that's a, uh, that's a, that's a freshism. 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 <laughs> Freshism. Yeah, it's something you've always done. <laughs> Sometimes it can be pretty dirty, too. It does involve juices quite frequently. <laughs> Here's the other thing, guys. Um, Anthony and I go back a long way. Uh, we met at McDonough's Irish Pub back in, I want to say it was somewhere around April 2004. I think so. We're talking eleven years. It goes back a long ways, and uh, you know we've we've had some pretty pretty good times. <laughs> yeah, man, we did. We we have. We were talking about doing another show together. We did one. Was it last year or was it earlier this year? We did Palomino. I think it was earlier this year, right? Right. Yeah. So we'll. Uh, it we'll was March twenty sixth. Yeah, remind me after the podcast. I'm gonna look at my dates again. We were gonna. I can't remember. I may have two Palomino shows. Oh, good. On the books, and if I do, because um, the first one we talked about was uh, not gonna work out. But yeah, anyway, we will do a show. Uh, yeah, I got them CDs of them Pilot Theory days. Yeah, ah. we ta- we talked about that. My dad has I saved know. everything I've ever done. He's got everything. <laughs> he always gives me the raw ones. I save them. I always do nice. it because I lose track of it. Uh, you know that. And some that you made. You know, you recorded at McDonough's. Yeah. I still got those. It was New Year's Eve one time. Yeah, yeah, it was. That was live. Hall. <laughs> good times. Yeah, Some those really were good special. Those you are know, long shows, too. Remember, we used to play like four hours. Oh, yeah. Easily. Yeah. Again, it goes back to giving back to people. Um, you know, that was one of my favorite bands. <laughs> I just love that band. Pilot Theory? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which was essentially you, me, and Tim. Yeah. 
I mean, it, it changed form a little bit here mm-hmm. and there, but uh, I think we, did we change name though? I think we always changed name when we changed form. Who, is, <laughs> was that the only three ever in Pilot Theory? Pretty much, yeah. Then we switched to Dwayne, I mean, to Sean. And then we had Kelly sitting Were we with Pilot us Theory with Sean? Mm-hmm. No, it was Mac, wasn't it? No, Mac was with, what was that uh, young fellow's oh, name with the glasses? Uh, the little black guy. What was his? Jason. Jason. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, did we tell that on, that on the podcast? That was hilarious. I wonder what Jason's doing these days. I wonder if he's still drumming. He was phenomenal uh-huh. in rehearsals. Yeah. And yeah. then when we did our first show, and he just fell apart. I don't know what happened. <laughs> and part of it, I think, was that he was just young and wet behind the ears, which I kind of was, too, at the time. Um, but it was, it was, remember, it was Tower Sports Grill. It was the Tower Sports Grill. And it was so echoey like as soon as we started it was like, rap, blah, blah. it's like everything's bouncing back it's one of those you know and as a performer you go through those you get shitty ass sounds sometimes you just gotta muscle through stuff you can't mm-hmm. hear yourself or something's too loud the entire show there's always problems like that but that was kind of that jerry think, was yeah. the lead right yeah and i jerry. think he just wasn't ready <laughs> ready for it's not gonna be like a rehearsal you know what mm-hmm. i mean it's different when you're in front of a crowd and then especially if you've got weird shit like echoes going on and things like that <laughs> yeah but uh you recorded that right i did i recorded all of our shows so you have, <laughs> have them all oh, i'd love to hear that i show. have every one of them but i can tell you some of my favorites okay my 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 two top favorites actually there's a bunch of them but my favorite one is at herman's hideaway december 27 2012 it was a snowy cold night that was a great one and i have a soundboard of that then we did. Was uh, that the night that I uh, got pulled off stage in the middle of the show, mm-mm. and you had to keep you guys had to keep going? No. Okay. Same place though, right? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. This one, no, that didn't happen. Do you remember then. that? Do you remember that when you kept it going for like ten minutes when I was off stage? Oh, I do. Yeah. My no, mom. no, that was not there. You know where that was? That was the fairway. Oh, fairway sports group grill or something like that That was the fairway sports i had left the house and left the door unlocked and it swung open and then my wife got home and the door was open and the tv was in the doorstep right yeah that heavy that heavy that was actually in november 2012 wow good i I know these things because i have the recordings and dates otherwise (laughs) i wouldn't remember anything (laughs) and then my other i have a bunch of favorite shows of that yeah the other favorite show is um there was a house party. I think it was Dwayne's friends and family up in North Glen, and we played outside. And it was, I believe, in September of 2012. And uh, it was really fun. I mean, there have been many shows, many, many, but those two stand out in my mind. <laughs> and again, I have every recording, so and the studio one. So, Mo, if you need some, <laughs> he may be, know where to go. Yeah, yeah, you know where to go. Same with you, Anthony. <laughs> yeah. Between the two two of you, there's nothing I've ever done that isn't recorded, probably including all fucking live shows. <laughs> You're probably recording me right now, aren't you? <laughs> Damn. <laughs> 
No, uh, man, I've appreciated it because I'm not so good at that stuff. I've, I've talked about it. I've just been scatterbrained with my recordings over the years, and I've had some stuff happen where I had stuff stolen. You remember that one yeah. time? And so Delete I've, it. Yeah, I've lost a lot of stuff. I'm not really. <laughs> well, that's good with why that. it's good to have this. I I have all the recordings I've done pretty much since 1971. There's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of them. And the other day, I took a look at the originals that I've written and it's a little over it's almost almost 280 original songs holy shit yeah man. I started writing songs in 1971 wow. damn you know and me said to me she goes god fuck if you put 10 songs on each one that's 28 LPs I said yeah and I just calculated sitting in my uh my stockpile right now i have another cd waiting with another 12 brand new songs that i could do today yeah so you know i'm not saying this to get kudos or anything it's just this is our release oh definitely man this is our release and that's what i always say is i always feel like i have the best songs in me still and i've written a shit ton mm -hmm. of songs too but i'm always churning out new material it's just like one of those things you just have to do i love sore uh, i like sore thanks buddy there's so many of yours i mean i listen to pilot theory stuff constantly i'll travel <laughs> with it in my car and turn it up and groove i got it in my truck <laughs> <laughs> exactly uh, yeah, Along with Soar, your new EP, yeah. So, well, well, Soar is on the new EP. Uh, <laughs> sure let is. go fly by Tony Teller. No, for reals. I'm not trying to be cheesy, but at least take a listen. I don't even give a shit if you get it free. I don't care. Email me. I'll give it to anybody free. I just want people to hear it. Um, but I've got uh, it's a, it's a good song. I mean, it's a good EP. It's got five songs on it. I worked hard on it. You can find it at TonyDollarMusic.com. Please check it out. Do me a favor. You will not regret it. I promise. And if you do, email me, and I'll send you. Okay, I better be careful. <laughs> send you a, I'm sorry, card. Get bombarded. Tony will He'll curse everybody. Fucking hates the email. He'll send you some cold juice. <laughs> you send him from some fun facts or something. Yeah. You Daddy, wanna... can we get a fun pack today? Oh, my God. Do you, uh, you, maybe we'll move the mic away from your mouth. And do you want to play a song for us? Okay. <laughs> I'm going uh, to set your mic up here and we'll get y'all okay. good to go. Yeah. Now this is exciting. We've had we've had freshmen do it before uh, on the show. We've actually done a ATMT presents too, where we had freshmen uh, do some exclusive stuff for us here in the past too. So, but yeah, this is pretty exciting to get them on here. Yeah. No, you're yeah, good. We don't edit. We're rolling live. So, what is this one called here? This is called. Um, it's a brand new one. Uh, I'm gonna play you first. Hold on. All right, hold, hold on.
Thank you, dude. Thanks for playing. So what was the... uh, Let's pull that mic up to you there, buddy. I'll get you a guitar. What's the uh, story behind Hold On, then? Okay, um, that that song was called Hold On. Mm -hmm. And um, of late, we've had... uh, number of people going through some really really tough times sadly we've actually lost some people so hold on is for me a song about holding on with faith love and spirit okay it doesn't have words yet i have a friend who's uh sent me some lyrics that i'm going to look at and see if we have a fit but um, most of my songs have a theme through them that has to do with persevering and tenacity and faith. Uh, it's just the way my soul works. So Hold On is about grasping something when the rest of your life is flooding. Dude, I, and that's, that's definitely you, man that positivity and that positive approach to everything and the shit you've gone through in your life, man, the stuff that you have endured as a person and and how strong you are. It's like all that shit that you go through and all that discomfort and pain and everything eventually makes you stronger. Um, if you, if you allow that to happen and when that happens, then you become like a beacon of light for other people because they see you doing the same thing. You've got to know that, right, man. I mean, you're out there doing your music and you, I know you go to like your AA meetings and stuff Mm -hmm. and you perform at those and you speak at those and Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, did we, we, did we even get into that in the first podcast? Did we talk about any of any? Not really. Know. No. The first podcast, we spoke more in length about what the LA scene was about. Right. So no, this is a different tangent. Yeah. Why don't you, let's, you, if you don't mind, let's, no. I think a lot of people would no. benefit from, you know. You know, <clears throat> I've had some uh, health issues in my life. Actually, I've had 39 years of them. I'm 59 and a half. And it started with uh, cancer when I was 20. Uh, It led to a year of chemotherapy after some very heavy surgeries. This is in the mid-70s when they didn't really have anything but the strongest chemo drugs that would pretty much kill you. And so that's what happened is one of these chemo drugs, adriamycin, uh, killed my heart. 29 years later and uh, so it was something you were taking when you were younger for your mm-hmm. original I had testicular cancer in November 1976 surgeries thereafter and I started a year of this chemotherapy every two weeks heavy massive dosages they didn't have any kind of clinical studies on this Adriamycin until 1984, seven years later, at what time they discovered that this drug kills your heart. It's crazy how it they're still doing it. that. They're still doing shit like that, where they approve stuff, they put it through, they do it to a bunch of people, and then 10 years later, it's like, oh, whoops. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, you know, my personal feeling is if if I ever had to go through these kind of things again, I would choose not to. The reason why is I've had a hell of a good life. And it's my belief that each person has to have a personal 
decision in this. It's not driven by your family. It's not driven by anything else. It's driven by your inner soul. Right. Um, I also do not want to ever leave my family with huge amounts of debt after I'm gone. And it's very easy to have, I won't really get into it, doctors telling you what you need to do, what they want you to do, and ultimately, end, in the end, you're the one who picks up the consequences in the cost is that correct oh yeah absolutely yeah. correct right and he's looking directly at my dad over yeah here, who yeah. is also you, mo and i share the same kind of thing because he's also a man who's been through these things and we have a kindred spirit in that way but you know i've told doctors point blank you know you might want to do all these different things to me but i'm not going to let you and they'll be so angry and Well, and the other thing, full. too, right, is that it's hard to trust these people because they have other motivations that they are do. not your health. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, why are doctors not rated on that? Why are they not rated, like, if your patient's super healthy and he has to go to the doctor less, like, you should get paid for that. Like, there should be a merit system. Like, that, that should be how we rate our doctors, mm-hmm. not, you know, it's deals with pharmaceutical companies and all this that, they're trying to push this stuff, and they make more money out of it. And it's it's just a, a system predicated on greed and avarice. Avarice is another word for greed. And, uh, you know, I've been in healthcare for many, many, many years. Before I got sick, I was a senior financial data analyst in healthcare. I started in healthcare in 1985, and I finally retired in December 2010. So that's a long time working in that field. A long time, 25 years. And, uh, you know, I got to see some really salient pieces of it. In fact, I've actually written a book on healthcare that's being edited as we speak. And hopefully, once it's completed, it's going to be on Amazon as a Kindle oh my edition. God. Yeah. When it comes out, let's have you on. Let's talk yeah. about it. When's yeah. that going to be? Oh, well, it's being edited right now in Las Vegas by uh, a prominent editor. And uh, the book currently is about 100-some-odd pages. It deals with everything about... Oh, you're still writing it? Oh, no, no, I've written it. Okay. No, I've written it, yeah. It now needs to be edited and taken a look at where to put certain things to make it flow better. But it deals with everything from how to understand your health plan booklet to choosing doctors, to asking the right questions, to teaching loved ones how to become patient advocates, how to be careful of some of the very dangerous infections that go around in the hospitals like MRSA and C. diff. Um, There are many, many, many tips on how to save money websites like Medibid where you can bid on your own surgeries. I worked on it for 15 months. So when it comes out, it's going to come out all over America. And I haven't shared this with anyone yet, so you guys are the first to hear this. (laughs) Wow, cool. Yeah, Yeah. as I say, my two projects I've been working on over the last 15, 16 months have been my CD, Fresh Life, and this book. So, because I work for myself. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right. And I think that's just the best way to do it, man. That's crazy. Yeah, mm-hmm. What is it with you uh, musicians, man? Also, yeah, you guys have to do everything? <laughs> man, he's what? Will, Will Surface also wrote that uh, book on what? Yeah, Frank Zappa? That's right. That's right. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> 
Well, you know, it's very interesting. I'm going to share with you guys another thing that really shocked me. This fucking happened just about two weeks ago. The CD has been out since October 10th, basically. And out of the 300 CDs, only about 100 remain. That's how many have gone already. 200 are sold. Not that grinded, man. That's not an easy way to, to sell CDs. No. So one of the calls I got was some guy... And he had heard about the CD. Could have been a Facebook situation. And this guy tells me he's a manager, a personal manager, and that he can really market me. He can get me better gigs. He can get me on tours. He takes 30% off the top. And I said to this cat, <laughs> dude, how well do you know me? He goes, well... Your music is killer and blah, 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 and I've been following you and blah, blah, blah. And I said, you know what? I am willing to bet that you cannot manage me anywhere near as close as my own love and passion of what I do. <laughs> right. He's like, well, what, what are you telling me? I said, forget my phone number. <laughs> <laughs> but it's interesting. When you start getting a modicum of success... You get people crawling out of the woodwork looking to get a little piece of your coattails. Yeah. And that's yeah. all I'm going to share. Yeah. That's always common. People, it's, easy, it's, uh, it's easier to uh, piggyback off of somebody else's momentum and success and hard work than it is to just generate your own. <laughs> we all deal with that, don't we? <laughs> oh, yeah. Definitely, man. Yep. Definitely. Well, that's cool. I look forward to it. I own the CD. I have not listened to the entire thing yet, but I have heard a good portion of it. In fact, I was uh, privy to some recordings, uh, hearing some of that stuff before you were even uh, done, <laughs> sure at, were. done at the studio time. So, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's good stuff, man. It's a good CD. Yeah, I enjoy it. Did you thank listen you. to the whole thing? Yeah, cool. I threw it in my truck. Cool. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, there's 13 songs on there. The CD is 63 minutes 18 seconds. It's all original. It was recorded at Mark Derryberry's studios, Derryberry Recording Studios Limited, as well as Casa de Freshness, <laughs> <laughs> and at Flabby Road Studios by uh, Sandy Fica. Uh, Sandy used to live up in Boulder. Sandy is the drummer for a band called Firefall. Firefall yeah. Uh, you were with me on some of those sessions. Yep. Okay, yep. so... Uh, we uh we had some really good times there, and so uh, it was. This was a team effort. In all, there were fourteen people as part of this team. Fourteen. I couldn't do it by myself. And so in again, the that community, you know, the community. That's mm -hmm. really what it is. You got people. You're all working on a common cause mm -hmm. in a common direction. And right? it was funded uh, about a third by Kickstarter funders. Uh, roughly, I think 25 or 28 of them, something like that. And then I uh, came up with the other funds through a lot of hard work and effort. So I was really happy to get this done. It was a project of labor and love. I remember when you first started well talking done. about it. Yeah, what's that? Uh? It's well done. I enjoy it. Yeah, the recordings are so clean. I was interested. Maybe we can get into that a little bit. Um, but listening to some of your stuff, I'm I'm amazed at how well you have. You must have really great pickups in your. First of all, you have you play Taylors, which I love. Mm -hmm. It's like my favorite guitar ever, and I've never <laughs> owned one. Uh, but 
I, a lot of times people will do mic and line, and I've heard of people doing mic only with no line, but you do almost everything line. Well, in the you, studio, the recording technique that Mark and I discussed that worked best was to just have a mic, and the mics that were used oh. were $5,000 German mics. Gotcha. So the one we were listening to before the show, that was just something separate on your own. Right. That was done at my house. Gotcha. And that was just a straight line into the board. But uh, no, in in a studio, there's different ways. You want the ambient sound. Like some of the tricks I used when I was recording uh, with my amp, I have a Vox. I used an old trick that Jimmy Page used to do where I have a close mic of roughly about four or five inches away from the speaker, and then there's another mic we set up about 10 to 15 feet away and we mix the two with the ambient sound together mm. uh, that was another technique we also used the line six and on guitars i used three different guitars the les paul a fender strat and an ibanez uh no an epiphone um and played bass played keyboards, a DX7 keyboard, and I did drum programming on Cody and stuff like that. Cool, man. Very cool. Mm -hmm. So how long from start to finish when, when you first started recording to when you were done with the studio part of it? Well, there were some breaks due to life <laughs> situations. Of course. Um, but I would say in all, the recording process took about six to seven months because of scheduling. Uh, Mark is a very busy guy, and all of us are. So it was trying to coordinate with all the other people, all of them playing top-notch bands around town. So trying to coordinate their schedules. And then one of my favorite things was not this past summer, but the summer prior in July, my daughter came out, Stephanie Freshman. Who is a very, very talented young lady. Thank By the you. Way. And she came out and she did Sunshine Girl. She was at the time 17 years old and she had never been into a studio. Mark's studio is a 48 track studio. And she was freaking. <laughs> she was freaking. <laughs> so it came out beautifully. And she's like, Oh my God, Dad, do I really sound like that? <laughs> she's very good in fact she's uh she's done very well steffi uh graduated high school in june and she graduated straight a's on the national honor society oh nice uh, magnum cum laude and she received an eight thousand dollar scholarship a choral scholarship to St. Petersburg, St. Petersburg Community College. She wants to be a clinical psychiatrist. And Steffi has a voice that at the age of 18 is brilliant. Just brilliant. I taught her how to play piano and guitar and music theory to a degree. Well, quite a bit. And she just ran with it. <laughs> At 18 years old, I was just trying to figure out where I could score some good Colombian. Yeah. Right? I know. Yeah. And I couldn't sing to save my life. I've talked about that on the podcast. At that age, I was just learning, man. I was just figuring out what I wanted to do with music. And, and I certainly couldn't sing as well as, as I've heard her sing. So, yeah. Well, cool, man. Uh, 
What do you think, buddy? Is it uh, a little early? No, I think we're good here. You want to hit up a little bit of those uh, fun facts? So again, every week, every Friday, we send out the fun facts. If you are interested in them, uh, uh, we do have a growing list. <clears throat> it's at Mike and Tony Show at WROMRadio.net. Um, add to the list, and it's here every Friday. Um, good shit. Usually put about 50 out uh, and kind of specialize it uh, to the... The time. This one's a little bit of Halloween themed. <laughs> so, uh, which one? Uh, which one do you got there, Dollar, to begin with? Uh, male octopuses can get erections. Octopus, octopi, right? Is that how you yeah. say it, plural? So, mm-hmm. octopi are trippy fucking creatures. Um, have you seen the video where the octopus is like? changing he's like camouflage have you seen how camo have you seen this he was like underneath the water in the reef and it's like moving right yeah right and i've seen this video before it's this octopus in the water and i mean he disappears and his his skin like changes as he's moving along to match i mean it's it it's like you're watching some kind of crazy special effect in a movie it's really 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 nuts and i saw that a long time ago but then i heard i was listening to joe rogan one of the last couple episodes they had somebody on that was talking about it and he's a hunter guy and he talks a lot about camouflage and how long we have to go and was basically talking about how that that's essentially ultimate goal you know for like people who do camouflage and like are in that whole thing for hunting is like to be able to can you imagine and there's like he was saying there's like this theory now that they think that octopi might actually like see through their skits their cells like what are they called chromata chromocytes chromatocytes or something like that they're like basically these like color changing cells i mean that they have and now they're starting to go wait a minute we think they might actually be able to like in some form kind of see through their skin what the fuck you think that's trippy there's something that's even better than that it's called a cuttlefish and a cuttlefish is um uh prominent in australia um, but a cuttlefish is 10 times more brilliant than a octopus at camouflage. It has the ability to change the texture of its own skin to make it look like it's rock or to make it look like reef is growing off of it and stuff like that. And, um, it's in, in a cuttlefish is, what is it? A cuttlefish is not related to the octopus. It's actually it's, related to snails and slugs. Really? Oh, it is goodness. a weird, weird looking creature. And so it does this thing. This cuttlefish does this thing too. And so it camouflages when it goes close to a, a fish or a prey. Okay. It goes close to a fish or prey and it'll change its background. It'll change into what the background is to wherever it's going. If that doesn't work... Once they get close to their uh, intended prey, they do this other thing where it's their tentacles in their face goes, it's like a tripod. It goes three, two to the side and one in the middle, and it does a strobe light thing. Like, and like, and so, like, the prey is just like, what is going on? And bam! (laughs) And it gets it. And it just gets it, reaches out with its tentacles, grabs it, and just gets it. When you you guys have a chance, seriously, it's uh, C U T T L E. Fish, oh goodness. cuttlefish. I just looked up some images. It is certainly a weird-looking creature, man. It's weird, and it's it's. They say that's the master, the master camouflage. Yeah, that's master camouflage. But uh, yeah, back to the fun facts. But anyway, they get erections. That's yeah. the fun fact. That is, it's, uh, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> just a pile on of trippy animal. Yeah. Also, uh, can get a boner. <laughs> this one was crazy. I was telling you about this one, dollar. So here's the Halloween fun fact. 
because the movie Halloween, the one that was made in 1978, was such uh, was on a such a tight budget, they actually had to use and find the cheapest mask that they can get from Michael Myers. Um, the actually cheapest mask was a William Shatner Star Trek mask. So the f- the mask that Michael Myers wears is actually supposed to be William Shatner. And oh William Shatner God. did not know that until years and upon years later, and he is actually honored that that is his face that is used on Michael Myers. <laughs> oh He's such a cool God. dude. He, he would be honored by that. <laughs> That's trippy. Wow. Man. That's so crazy. I thought it was so funny, though, because as soon as you said it, you're kind of like, oh, it yeah. does look like it. <laughs> it does kind of look like William Shatner now that you mention it. <laughs> and now it's, it's funny because now if you probably go to the Halloween store, it's probably labeled Michael Myers mask, not <laughs> totally right. <laughs> William Shatner, unbelievable, yes. <laughs> aka Gosh. William Shatner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sticking with the Halloween theme, man. This one it was the last one on the list. Souling, S O U L I N G, is a medieval Christian precursor to modern day trick or treating. On Hallow Mass, November first, the poor would go door to door offering prayers for the dead in exchange for soul cakes. They'd so go around door to door and get some treats. I'm crazy. It's the original trick or treating. Soul cakes. I like Halloween that. is such a weird. Is that breaded chicken or something? Soul cake. Soul cakes. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, we didn't even mention today while we were recording this is Halloween. With some yeah. red beans and rice, sir. Red beans and rice. Yeah, yeah, soul okay. cakes. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's just weird because it seems like particularly for Halloween, Halloween's just an. Is that a mostly American thing now? Is anybody celebrating Halloween on? Well, I think today? actually, uh, and again, I think Mish told me this once. I think it actually came about. I think Ireland might have something to do with right, that. Too. Right? No, there's a long history all over the yeah, world. Like even yeah. Day of the Dead, you've got in Mexico. I mean, yeah, Philippines, but that's right. the first and second. Totally. Yeah. Well, totally. And the, but I think they're all related. And I feel like the American one just, just like with Christmas, it just veered off the fucking freeway and yeah. is like cruising off road down into the hills, dust flying everywhere. <laughs> like, what the fuck <laughs> is this holiday about again? Like kids it's put about on Hershey's costumes. candy, kids. Give yeah. out candy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, like that's so bizarre to me. Exactly. Well, that's um, that's actually a fun fact. Now that you mentioned that, Halloween is actually the second highest grossing commercial holiday yeah. next to Christmas. Really? Yep. All that candy oh and costume. God. Well, they charge a yeah. fucking arm and a leg for those costumes. Yeah. 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 The and the candies this year on the news, they said the candies are up like 4.2%. And Jeez, they said that. the average American family buys 18 pounds of candy <laughs> for Good this. God. Yeah, I'm, I believe it. <laughs> 18 yeah. pounds yeah. of candy. That's quite a bit. And so, you know, just just doing some quick math, you're talking about easily between probably 60 and 150 bucks. Most of it's left and taken to offices. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Uh, Sally, do you have any of those Kit Kats <laughs> left here? I can do the report for you now. <laughs> That is true. I I do go home with a lot of, I mean, I do go to work with a lot of candy and leave it in my little tray there for the students. And it's usually gone within like a day or two. Yeah. <laughs> candy, free candy in a bowl. And it's usually the, the co-workers eat. Yeah. yeah. What I was going to say, right? Free candy in a bowl is very hard to resist. Oh, yeah. for, yep. Exactly. For yeah. any man. You know, any for person. me, they have Kit Kats there, Reese's. It's like, oh gosh, can we be friends? Oh uh, yeah. 
Did you see my Reese's coffee cup when you came in here today? I got a Reese's coffee cup. It says nobody should ever have to choose between peanut butter or yeah, chocolate. Yeah, if you ever really want to go down to downtown, go to uh, Village Inn or Cheesecake Factory and get one of those chocolate Reese's pies yes. and cheesecakes. Those are good. Those are good. Okay. I don't like peanut butter. <sighs> oh, you don't? No. No. Okay. All right. Or so cheesecake. Mo, so Mo will not be going there. I will not be going there. I'll wait outside in the cold. So here's another one. Um, I thought this was a really cool one because just the amount of sheer like work that had to go into it. Um, once Ron Perlman, um, you guys have seen him like Son is Anarchy, stuff like that, um, underwent four hours of makeup to become Hellboy um, just to fulfill a six-year-old kid's uh, Make-A-Wish. It's you know those Make-A-Wish Foundation? Yeah, four hours of makeup just so he can do the Make-A-Wish for the kid. Wow. Yeah. That's a beautiful thing. Yeah. yeah. That's that a lot of makeup. About? He looks right cool, there. though, Hellboy. Yeah, when yeah. Hellboy's all done up, he's real cool. Holy what, cow. What you got next, Dollar? In Russia's 2014 parliamentary election, 16 candidates named Darth Vader registered, as did one Yoda and one Chewbacca. What's going on? We have some kind of distraction here in the studio. Bruce Leroy is at the window, dude. Are you kidding me right yeah, now? Yeah. All right, I'm gonna go up and get this this motherfucker. I'll be right back. Right. What's that? Um, here's another fun fact here. Uh, so you know how a lot of immigration's been going on like crazy up in uh, uh, Europe, mm -hmm. in the UK, right now. Chicken tikka marsala has overtaken fish and chips as Britain's favorite dish. Chicken Thanks, marsala? Uh, chicken tikka marsala. Thanks wow. to the thriving uh, immigrant population. Oh, my God. So the immigration over there in Europe That's is crazy. turning out so huge. It's 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 changed That's like changed the favorite here. dish. Number of one restaurant. <laughs> yeah. Different. <laughs> Can you imagine the guy out there in, in uh, Europe or the UK right now? He's like, I'm going to open fish and chips restaurant. It's yeah. going to do great this year. <laughs> Have you guys sudden. ever had fish and chips over there? No, Europe? I've never been to Europe. I, it's, I've never been. it's incredible because, and, and I have to say I've been there. I've been fortunate. Um, the fish and chips, first of all, chips are French fries. Mm -hmm. Yep. And the way that they serve these is with, um, the way they serve these is with um, malt vinegar, which has a nice salty kind of acidic yeah, I love malt vinegar. Yeah. It's really nice with the fries. And then the fish, they usually use cod, very fresh cod, which they get from the cold seas around them. Uh -huh. And the batter is absolutely so delicious. Um, and they many times will serve it with a little bit of possibly coleslaw. One of the best meals around. I mean... Nice. Yeah, <laughs> I've had a uh, I've had the uh, fish and chips fresh uh, when I was in Seattle at Pike's Market. Yeah. One time I went up there and I remember is um I was like yeah I was like I love because I love fish and chips that's how I determine on how good a restaurant is or mm -hmm. a bar is by how well their fish and chips are. Mm -hmm. And uh, I remember going up there and, and one point at Pike's Market I was like yeah I'll have a uh, fish and chips. Guys like right away walked up to the front grabbed his big old halibut and was like watcha 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 cut up some pieces right in the beer batter fried it up right in front of me served it right away can you pull up g g and b in denver yeah yeah the, have yep. you ever heard of that yep, place I've had those that's one of the finest yep. fish and chip shops in our town that in is our good. state i think it's called g and b yep, it and is g &B. that's where i go 
And it's about as close as you can get to really good, authentic British fish, fish and, and chips. chips. Okay. Mm-hmm. The fish yeah, has yeah. to be very fresh, though. Right. That's a great place. What else, Dollar? What do you got here in another fun fact? Yeah, I'm all thrown off. Bruce Leroy paid us a surprise visit, man. He's <laughs> here in the studio saying what's up on Halloween. He was bringing some candy for the kids. <laughs> Meanwhile, he's breaking into my car outside. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the wife left the doors unlocked, and he was stashing some Big. candy out there. It's like the Santa of Halloween. Yeah. Like the Santa of Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> the great pumpkin. Oh, man. Speaking of Halloween, let's see. Uh, the first jack-o'-lanterns were actually made from turnips. That's a weak ass jack. Yeah, that's a, a tiny ass jack. <laughs> <Turn up. laughs> just saying, just saying, that's pretty weak, man. Uh, that's, yes. that's, uh, where did you get all the Halloween stuff? Was this a common source this week, or did you get them all over the place? I get them all over the place. Some yeah. of the Halloween history shit was just so crazy, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, the owl one. The owl is a popular yeah. Halloween image. Mm-hmm. Uh, in medieval Europe, owls were taught or were thought to be witches, uh, and to hear an owl's call meant somebody was about to die. So to hear the oh who, God. the who, yeah, yeah, that's not good. Yeah, they don't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm speechless. Uh, this one too. The word witch comes from the old English. I don't know how to say it. We say it's W I C C E, witche, whatever, meaning wise woman. In fact, Wiccan were highly respected people at one time. According to popular belief, witches held one of their two main meetings or sabbats on Halloween night. Wow, cool. A witch is something different now. Yeah. It is a lot different now. She a witch. <laughs> All right. Anything else, Dolly, you, you got there? you can find those at Kmart on aisle 12. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Since we've been joking about juices the entire fucking podcast, I thought the, uh, <laughs> this one would be funny. Sperm whales were named after <laughs> sperm whales were named after a waxy substance in their heads called spermacity, spermacity or something, which was mistakenly mistakenly identified as the whale's semen. So they thought that when they first discovered them, they were like, "Oh, they have cum on their face." <laughs> and they're like, "Wait, no, no, that's not it." She changed the name. I'll just too late. It. Yeah, too late. Yeah, we wrote it down already. Sperm whale. Too late. <laughs> <laughs> this is being brought to you live. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, let's see here. Um, another one in Alaska. There are laws against pushing a moose from a plane, viewing a moose from a plane, and giving a moose beer. Hence <laughs> <laughs> oh the moose God. beer, right? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Moose are giant creatures, dude. They're yeah, they're ridiculous. They're like goof, ridiculous looking. giant. Yeah, I think it was weird. They're the ones, right? That they have like uh, deer's have kind of like the branching, pointy antlers. They have like the rounded, yep, yeah, shoveling, fuzzy ones, sort of. Yeah, yep. right, right, right. Mm-hmm. Well, I think they're all fuzzy, right? The deer too. Yeah, they the bucks or whatever. Yeah. Oh no, I'm a city guy. <laughs> <laughs> they're in here. They're in here too, man. They're coming out. <laughs> All right. On else? a sad note, did you know that Big Al from Happy Days passed away? That was actually going to be yes. my news one. Oh, oh I'm well, sorry. No, you're well, good. So let's go to it. Let's just yeah, do it. Let's then. hit up the uh, news. <laughs> so, yeah, Mo's right, man. Last night. Yeah. Big Al from Arnold's. Yeah. Arnold's Diner. <laughs> is, that your, is that your script? <laughs> your script going there? <laughs> 60 <laughs> minutes. Oh, for the news. The yeah. News <laughs> yeah, but he was 96. He yeah. was a good age. A good, so he yeah. lived a good life. Oh, that's a great life. Yeah. I mean, you know, if you think about it, 
To live that long, first of all, most of the people that you grew up with are gone. At that age, you're yeah. in a different right, world. Right, right. You're in a different world, and it can be very scary, guys. Nothing yeah. is worse than loneliness. So Big Al had a heck of an incredible life. I mean, gosh, but he was one heck of a funny guy. Do you guys watch Happy Days? <laughs> you guys huh? watch Happy Days? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Back, Back in the day. Yeah, well, yeah. Mo and Fresh probably saw them as not reruns. <laughs> yeah, I seen it when it Actually, premiered on yeah. TV. <laughs> yeah. They were not reruns at that time. Oh, no, they were. They were first not reruns. <laughs> Tuesday, 8 p.m. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't remember the ABC, date. you know, ABC guys, believe it or not, in the 80s, I guess it was the 80s, <sighs> 90s even, uh, they had the finest sitcoms ever on ABC for a period of time. And prior to that, in the 60s, it was CBS that had the best sitcoms. Mm. Little trivia. Little change up, huh? Little mm-hmm. change up on that. I don't remember much of the seventies. <laughs> well, so uh, I, I had an English teacher. I had an English teacher, and that's what he, his his quote was: "If you remember the sixties or seventies, you weren't really there." Sure, <laughs> right, right. He went to Mickey D's with three pounds of next. Right, that's what Joe Rogan was saying. If you had a buzz cut, you missed it. Yeah, <laughs> you missed the train. <laughs> bye bye now. Bye bye. <laughs> All right, we got to talk about this one, guys. This was a big one. This was a dev- devastating blow to me and a lot of loved ones around me. Uh, bacon causes cancer and hot dogs, too. Oh. Hot dogs have human DNA. Ain't that some shit? How are they going to take hot dogs? I don't know. Yeah. Bacon. I got to tell you, my feeling is this, guys. If you were to adhere to every single warning and thing like that, you'd live like a monk. And the bottom line is... You're going to not get out of this life alive anyway. Have fun <laughs> yeah, and enjoy right, it. Right. It's just moderation, though. Yeah, I mean, most true. people don't yep, eat yep. hot dogs and and stuff like that every day anyway. Baby. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but when good you do, at a ball game, right? Yeah, you just go down for it, baby. You know <laughs> what the hell? Yeah, what is juice about? <laughs> yeah. So okay, let's let's go around the table then real quick because uh, you know me. I'm the I'm kind of paranoid. And uh, I'm 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 done with hot dogs and uh, and bacon. I'm not eating them no more. I'm done. <laughs> Shut up. No, I'm dead serious. I'm done with the hot dogs. With bacon if you can show, I, I know there's probably tons of shit causes cancer. I got a feeling about these fucking phones we carry with us everywhere and probably everything. Probably this laptop but in front of me. Come out, that stuff, one thing yeah. I trust above all else is fucking science. If an article comes out and they've done a research university funded study and they're showing you. For sure, this shit causes cancer. Well, yeah, if you eat 30 pounds of bacon a day. If you eat 30 pounds of bacon a day, you deserve to get cancer. <laughs> no, Wait, is it? What is that though? That's not the study, though, right? So that's go around, what, yeah. Was that go what? Around the table. Oh, yeah. Go around the table. Yeah. Okay. So fresh. Where do you stand on this? You're gonna eat bacon. I well, think. you know, I I have bacon. If I was to look at, let's say, six months, I might have bacon three to four times in those six months. Uh, that's not a lot. As for hot dogs, I don't find them <laughs> as <kinda> tasty <laughs> as other types of things. But if I want a hot dog, I'm going to do it because as I, I personally believe life is so short. And you just don't want to deprive yourself. That's me. Yeah, but you I know? don't feel that. For me personally, as much as I love bacon and I love hot dogs... My life's just as good. There's so much other good shit. What? That's true. So That's much other good true. shit. Weed's very been true. showed to fight cancer. They, there are studies showing where they shrink 
cancerous tumors in lungs by smoking weed. So there's weed. I'd rather have weed well, than a hot And dog. that's it, too. You know, in years... <laughs> well, technically, years you could have both, it. then. After <laughs> the weed, you could have the hot dog. <laughs> well, people you were saying only eat years. a hot dog if you got a joint in the other yeah. hand. <laughs> I, I think you just have to choose what works in your life. That's yeah, true. my belief. Yeah. Uh, everyone is going to tell you one thing or another. At one time, they used to say butter was bad, and this is bad, and this is bad, and this is true. You know, the reality is you have to be aware, and we have free choice. So we choose, you know. It doesn't mean having to woof a lot of hot dogs and all that kind of stuff. But if you're at a place once in a while, before any of this stuff happened, I'm going to go back. In the 50s, you had Oscar Mayer. And that was huge. Right, Mo? Okay. It was, yeah. You did not have any of these kind of warnings back then. And we survived. Yeah. yeah. So, the further back you go. Of course, we both had transplants, but yeah, we should. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Let me just put the prosthetic back on. Okay, hold on. <laughs> no, there's no doubt the further back you go in, in human history, the tougher motherfuckers were. You know yeah. what I mean? You had to be. Yeah. You had I mean, to be. We rode bikes without helmets. We're in the back yeah, of the truck. Same time, <laughs> at the same time, though, I mean, we advance, right? I mean, we, we learn shit about right. what we're doing right exactly. and what we're maybe not doing right. And it doesn't mean you have to always aim for perfection. No, but. and you're not going to be perfect. That's no. the thing is with these kind of admonishments, these warnings that they give, people have to take it into consideration what works for them in their life. Okay? I mean, that's the reality of it. If you have a hot dog in a given year five times, I mean, it's one thing if you're eating them every single day or bacon every single day, then then you're probably much more at risk to these things. Yeah, right? I was bummed I had to stop my all hot dog diet, which I've been doing <laughs> yeah, the last three exactly, months. Exactly, you know? <laughs> yeah. Thank God I just drown them with, you know, corn dogs. I've switched completely corn dogs now. <laughs> no more weenie and eggs. <laughs> yeah. Some more weenie and scrambled eggs. Or, yeah, okay. Well, maybe oh that's my the, God, so, yes! <laughs> so I have a feeling Mike's position is going to be very similar to Joe Rogan's. What did he tweet? He was like, he's like, fuck yeah, I'm still eating hot dogs because I'm a fucking American. <laughs> oh, my God. And I'm a fucking man. Go. Oh yeah. I'm a man, I'm too. a man. I'm baking and hot dogs. I have bacon every weekend. And, and as a woman would say, uh, I got a man. <laughs> Okay. Is that how women talk? Yeah, I so. <laughs> what women are you hanging out with? <laughs> I, I find them in the clubs. They, they come up to me and they're going, will you be my date tonight? I said, just get me drunk and take advantage of me, honey. <laughs> I knew. I'll show you the <laughs> juice. I knew. I knew. <laughs> he was like, God, I regret bringing fresh on the show. Not at all, buddy. You take us out into the weeds, man, and that's... <laughs> No doubt about it. <laughs> no, bacon. Bacon for me is every weekend. Is that wifey, right? You yeah. eat bacon every weekend? The wifey makes breakfast okay. Saturday and Sunday, and we have bacon with our meals. And yeah. Right. yeah, and so, and then with hot dogs, too, I like I like chili dogs. Shit, there's a place across the street where I work. It's called Chicago's. <laughs> and it is. They make Chicago dogs out there off of Colfax and Pierce there. Um, oh, that's a killer place, Yeah, man. see? Look, you can give up hot dogs yeah. going to Chicago's. And I'm a... I am a big corn dog fan. Yeah, I, like corn I do dogs. like corn dogs. Yeah, so yeah. there's another yeah. place, Mustard's Last Stand, 
which yep. is another that's well that's one thing i was place. thinking about okay so maybe fine it seems like most people what about you dad you're gonna still eat hot dogs and bacon or yeah yeah <laughs> right so i didn't really realize i was in the minority on this i <laughs> yes, you uh, are yeah, maybe it's just dudes. I don't know, but because I, I was thinking about the impact this could have potentially, like on you know places like that that are strictly hot dogs or oh, people no. specialize in this. Change them. Not no. at all. You don't think so? You don't think they're going to a small dent from people going? Yeah, no, 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 no. The people that like have that you told, kind of food, they're going to keep going back for. I bet it you if you told people to, today that phones are shown a hundred percent cause cancer, hundred percent, people would probably still get their fucking yes. cell phones. Yes, huh? yeah, yeah, still. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I think you would get a percentage of people that would shy away. But it's like hamburgers. And those people would things. outlive all the people with cancer. <laughs> Look at all the bad <laughs> the talk fucking talk future. We're going to do shit right. Exactly. And then they'll be dying for hot dogs. Yeah. <laughs> Taco Bell's always in the news and them lines. Exactly. That drive through always full. Yeah, Where else can point. you get fresh yeah. rat? Yeah. yeah. You get well, feces <laughs> in the beans at Taco Bell. <laughs> well, think, also think about the cigarettes, though, Tony. They use the spicy yeah, sauce. Cigarettes. The cigarettes. They don't even get, they can't even, they're not even allowed to advertise on TV. Anymore, yeah. Yeah, and they still sound like crazy. What is this? What? Cigarettes. Cigarettes. Tobacco Oh, industry. my God. Now, there's there's something, okay? I, I have not had a cigarette in five decades. And I must tell you, there's something that far worse than any other kind of thing will kill you. It'll take you out faster Again. than anything, and I, it stinks. Science. Trust just, science. I trust and science. And here's the other thing. When I did smoke, and I smoked for a year and a half from the age of 15 to 16 and a half about, the cost of a pack of cigarettes was 25 cents. Okay? Again, for Am I right? Seven cents. Yeah. Okay. Now, now, today, a pack of cigarettes, over $5.40. That is a two- Hundred percent increase, I believe. No, two thousand percent. Unreal, and it's guaranteed to cause you problems. <laughs> yeah. Guaranteed, and you also ostracize yourself because most places in the community today won't let you smoke inside. Not I will tell outside. you another thing. No. There is a point where I was ready to stop playing live gigs because I could not tolerate going into the clubs and playing at these places that I was going to give up the casinos. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was terrible. I used to bounce at a club. Yep. Well, I used to bounce downtown, and that was the same thing when when they were smoking inside the clubs. I used to. I it, it's dark in the clubs as it is, and but you know they're smoking and everything. But I'd get home and I'd like take off my pants, and we had to wear you know like black cigarette. pants, black shirts. I had cigarette burns like in oh. my pants. I didn't even like realize that people just you know you're walking through the club and. <laughs> you guys have seen my guitar, right? The, the Les Paul. Yeah. yeah. That guitar used to stink. Really? After yeah. playing in a club with cigarettes. Yeah, no, I remember that back in the day. You, it was horrible. Finish a show and you just reek. You come and wash your clothes oh and you got to take God. a shower. Blow your, your nose. Your blow your nose is black. Guitar and a guitar is organic. It's wood. Yeah. So it absorbs it absorbs uh, through osmosis that horrible smoke, and I was ready to stop playing live. Really. Hmm. I was ready to stop playing in those places live because I hated it so much. 
and there are a couple places that I actually walked out because I could not breathe. Man. I just couldn't breathe. Yeah. No, I McDonald's that. was like that. McDonald's on Island. McDonald's was like that. that was the terrible. old Herman's Hideaway used to be like that. Yeah. Some of the old AA clubs I used to go to were like that. Again, as you move forward in future, you know, <laughs> less and less. Except for Texas. Hardcore. <laughs> yeah. yeah Sorry, Texas. Yeah, you guys are smoking everywhere out we there. We do get quite a few downloads from Texas, actually. <laughs> you guys want to hear another song a little bit? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll do, do some. Yeah, we'll do some more here when we do the. We we'll do like our ATMT presents again. Okay. Put oh, some video cool. on there. Okay. We'll put some uh, others on individual tracks too. Yeah. Cool. Anyway, being on a healthy note, the other day I was buying some healthy organic food, which I thought were organic. Mm -hmm. Then when I went all the way home, then I realized they were just regular donuts. <laughs> Man, Speaking of this, you know, the big fad at some of these places is to take a hot dog, wrap it in bacon, deep fry it. Okay, now here we're crossing the line, I think, a little bit. <laughs> Where is the line? Though, Actually, know? that's funny that you said that. I had, in Chicago... I had a hot dog that that you are describing. It was it was um, wrapped in bacon, placed in ba batter, deep fried, served on a bun. How was it? Oh, it's mad magic! He doesn't have to answer. It's magic. <laughs> I had pickles like that at Miller's. Yeah, oh they were wrapped God. in bacon and deep fried. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Wow. Well, they got bacon candy there too. Yeah. Yeah. They fry that bacon up, and they, but it's like with a bunch of sugar, and you dip it in that what, the, so, caramel. In the, it's the caramel. The caramel. Yeah. It. Oh. It's slow, Yum. slow cooked oh. with, with molasses. Good lord! I can't As wait I say, to play more I think shows everything, everything in moderation works. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Everything in moderation. There are people that now. I love sushi. There are people that will swear. How in God's name can you possibly eat raw fish? Well, and it's not all raw. I'm with them. No, Sashimi is raw. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I'm I think them. everyone <laughs> has their own fears and paranoias, and that's all well to be, but each person should be allowed, especially in America, to make their own decisions. Eat what you want. Huh? Yeah. I just well, the, the, what the fear yeah. and people get all all uh, up in arms with the sushi is that mercury levels, they say that mercury <laughs> levels are high, can be high in some of them, especially like tunas, especially yeah. since... That um, disaster in Tokyo, um, yeah. that nuclear thing, they said that tuna is coming over there from to here to California, and they have some levels of Wait a uh, radioactivity. What do they know? What brands? <laughs> I eat a lot of tuna. Because yeah. I eat a lot of tuna. <laughs> tuna. <laughs> tuna. What are you talking about here? Oh, no. You ain't going to be able to eat nothing now. No hot okay, so no bacon possibly tuna. might be out. <laughs> I'm teasing yeah. you. No baby, and I always no like Charlie Starkist. <laughs> you always like what? Charlie, Charlie. Oh, the, the, is that the fish? fish. The, uh... Yeah, we're going back a ways. Yeah, <laughs> Charlie Tuna. Yeah, yeah, Charlie Tuna. He's always so pretty. I've hit. seen one. Yeah, I like, had a big picture of him and Wolf and Jack old guys, on my wall, the old guys eating talking. at each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me and Mike have them. Me and Mike have no tripping idea. on mushrooms. Uh, well, I vaguely remember okay. those commercials. Thanks, I feel like I am tripping you on mushrooms now. You are done. <laughs> I do too. I have that same thingy feeling. And guess what? Uh, I'm sober. I don't yeah, need anything no. else. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, a lot so a lot of stories, a lot of stuff going on. Did you guys see this Oregon girl? She's 16 years old, <laughs> diagnosed with the bubonic plague. What? I did see that. That was shocking. That's not good. No. How did she get it? Uh, I, what was it? From? That's the question. 
Oh, I'm damn it. Perry dog. They carry it. Yeah, I was going to say, it's probably from some type of rodent. Well, I know that's like rabies and stuff like that. Correct. Spreads like this. Let me see what. So if they can uh, ice, it was a flea bite. That's right. A, a flea, flea bite. bite? Okay. From yeah. that's scary. That is scary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, a few years ago, again, you guys remember the West Nile virus? I mean, yep. how do you escape things like this? Do you stay in your house all day? Yeah, don't go out at dawn and dusk. Huh? Don't go out at dawn and dusk. <laughs> yeah, just, there just you go. go out in the blistering heat. Yeah, just go out in the blistering heat and icy cold. <laughs> I don't know. I At this point, and Mo, you can probably relate to this real well. I know both you guys can, all of you. Um, <clears throat> given a second chance to live a few times, I'm going to go for it with a gusto. Man, hell is not going to fucking scare myself over some person's discussion of what to eat or what to do, or have sex, or travel here, or do this. You know, right. I'm going to live life and rock this rock and roll world till I'm done. Hell yeah, man. That's See, it. And, that, and, it, and it varies. To me, it's just the level. I'm not that passionate about hot dogs and bacon. I do like them. Yeah, I yeah. like them. I enjoy them. Now, if they told me that guitars cause cancer... Fucking going out in a <laughs> flame, fucking a flame. What this is guitars, guitars. You know, yeah. I'm going to share it's, something with you guys, and I don't think I've ever shared it with anyone. One of the things my dad said to me when I got out of the hospital after having the heart transplant, he said, "David, I don't think you should ever play guitar again." <laughs> It is too much. I see how you play. You play like Pete Townsend. You are so intense and wild. I don't think you should ever do that again. And I think being your dad, I'm telling you, you need to give up playing guitar. I said, Dad, I love you dearly. But you know what? If I'm meant to go out rocking, that's the way I go out. And I'm going to share something else with you. You'll remember this. You, Tony, me, and TC... We're playing at Olive Park Saloon back in 06. And I passed out almost on the floor. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Do you mm-hmm. remember that? I do remember that. That was the start of the heart shit. And I remember you guys both looking at me going fresh. What is happening? Mm-hmm. I was having an out of body experience because I had completely no blood going through my body. Wow. Okay. That, do you remember that? I, of course I remember that. Okay. Fresh. So, <laughs> it's probably if I'm the only thing I remember out, from 2006. And if I go out on stage or whatever, that's just the way it's meant to be, man. Uh, no, no bones about it. I'm not going to be afraid, and you guys you can't are not be. the same way either. No, you have to. You got to live your life, man. You got to do the things that you enjoy. It's I was all fucking over in the end. Somebody was talking, I was hearing somebody compare it to a Monopoly game. It's like you play and you try to get all the pieces and everything. But at the end of the fucking game, it goes back in the box. All the shit goes back. Life's over and you move on. Whatever happens, truthfully, nobody knows what happens. We can guess about what happens. But if you're going to worry about what happens, you won't live for today. That's so exactly right. You know, I'll tell you another thing. Um, I looked Sorry. at my SoundCloud yesterday. SoundCloud is a thing about. Uh, you know, music stuff, right? And I was stunned. I showed Mish this. The SoundCloud as of yesterday had been hit 10,228 times. Oh, that's awesome. All over the world. Nice. And people, and I'm not saying this for kudos. People say, and you can relate to this, Anthony, 
People love the music. So my point is that why should I stop? There are inherent risks in everything in life, and I am, I am damned if I'm going to have anyone tell me how to run my life at this point. Okay. Yeah. That's how I feel about these doctors, too. It's like, you know, doctor, I appreciate your point of view, but it's my decision. Hell yeah. That's it. You know? I don't think you, I think I don't think there's any other way to do it, man. No, but there are people that are terrified. They're terrified of news, they're terrified of life, they're terrified of their boss, they're terrified of their wife or their husband or their whatever. And all I can say is, baby, you're already living in prison. Yeah. Be terrified of not living your life fully and then being at the end of the rope and going, fuck. Be terrified of that. If you're scared of anything, that's what you should be scared of. And this, what we're talking about, to me, is the kind of things that I use as fodder for writing songs. Right. Am I correct? Yeah. Right? Yeah, man. This kind of stuff. Tapping into the magic of the universe, buddy. That's exactly right, brother. Exactly. Uh, did you guys hear about these kids that uh, they're facing jail time for altering their grades? What? Yeah. These kids, I guess they're just teenagers, 16, 17, something like that. And they, uh, it started with the dude, uh, he broke into the school and basically just, he had uh, managed just so he could get a password. And then he accessed everything. He was a nerd, you know, really good on the computer and accessed everything from his house and then altered his grade. But then it started getting out of control because then he altered a friend's grade. And then he started, and the funny thing was, I think he moved like a B plus to an A on his but then it got carried away he started helping out friend after friend after friend and then pretty soon so many grades there ended up being like 150 grades that changed somebody caught on and the school called the police and now these poor fucking kids man they're gonna end up in jail for a long time isn't that fucked how long though is it oh, I don't know. Well, or something well or? when you're that age i don't know i don't know how it could pan out i mean i think they mentioned something like a couple years but i'm just like two years when you're 17 fuck and you're in jail. How about the guy that, or in sent or that was in that wild chase last year? That kid that took stole that car from 7-Eleven, had a little boy in the Was back. that the one who, oh, oh he accidentally kidnapped. He I remember took that. another car, a van, yep. through yep. the girls out of there. He got 160 years. He's mm. only 33 years old. <sighs> Thinking twice about that yeah. shit now. <laughs> yeah, that's a, oh man, that's a huge mistake though. But at that point, you at some point, you got to cut your losses. Like if I jumped, if like if I was this kid and I'm like stealing a car, my intention is to fucking steal a car, I get down the block and there's a kid, oh fuck, I'm parking that thing and running off or I'm going to try and take it back. Like I'm not going to go time, with it's it. already too late. Though. I don't think it is though because if you do that, then it, you could, it's like attempted theft or some shit. You know it what I mean? Happen. I know, Is but it? still, when even though, when even or though, like it, or, okay, rather, as soon as you saw the kid, like as soon as you saw the kid, don't drive off. Just get the fuck back out of the car and go find some other car to steal, because that's going to be a whole and different we thing. Did. Got in front of another car, stopped it, and threw them girls out, and well, now he's got a lot of time to think about it. <laughs> you know, what I was just thinking, looking at, um, we're talking about news because daylight savings is tomorrow. Um, did you guys know how daylight savings started? The who? Um, How daylight savings I feel like started? I heard it, but I can't remember. Um, daylight savings was signed into law by President Woodrow Wilson during World War One. Um, the original um, thing it was called was called Fast Time. It's called Fast Time, and it was actually intended to save fuel for the war effort. Huh? Yeah, I think I had heard that somewhere. Yeah. 
That's cool. So then it would change to, to wartime, and then after that it was changed to <laughs> daylight savings time. But yeah, it was all it's intended to save fuel, essentially. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. That's what I one thing I always love about the fun facts too, man, is it's always goes to like the origin of things. There's yeah. always something where you're like, I had no idea where that shit came from. Um I don't know if we should even try to tackle another article. I think we're down to like a minute and Fresh disappeared. Play nice song, right? Fresh disappeared with his little girl bladder. <laughs> We're about uh, we're coming up on it, man. So why don't you tell people uh, where they can get your new album that has been released uh, October tenth, right? You said where can they get that now? If people okay. listening to this all over the world, all over the the United yeah. States, yeah. Uh, the name of the LP is called uh, CD is called Fresh Life. It's available on CD Baby, Amazon, iTunes, I believe. Uh, Spotify, you can hear it for free. Check Dope. it out. See what you think Dope. of it. David Freshman, thank you for coming on the show, man. It has been an absolute pleasure. It always is. We will surely have you back, talk about your book and whatnot. Please, everybody, go to MikeAndTonyShow.com and check out all of our episodes. we got all kinds of cool stuff there. You can always email us at MikeAndTonyShow at WROMRadio.net. Yeah, no. Check it out. Look happy at everybody Halloween. else. Yeah, happy Halloween. Uh, $20music.com as well. Um, yes, again, Google Freshman. Uh, the Fresh Experience. You can find them on SoundCloud too. Check it all out. Beautiful, man. Right Great there, you guys. Side. Happy Thank Halloween. You. And that is a wrap, everybody. Good to see you guys. <laughs>